Welcome to Naked and Counting, the longest-running podcast serving the Afro-Latin dance community. I'm Magna Capel. And I'm Leon Rose. We're here to discuss the topics that you want to hear in an informative and light-hearted way. What's up, Magna Gopal? What up, Leon? How's things on your side of the world? Good. Everything's good. Actually, super excited. There's an open house that I'm organizing for my Toastmasters Club. My first time organizing an event of this scale. So I'm super excited about it. And I think I have a better understanding of uh, some of the things that you probably have to go through with your weekly events that you organize. Uh, Yeah, I can tell you that dealing with personalities, right? Yep. Yep. We'll have to talk about that in a future episode. (laughs) Well, talking of personalities, I was speaking to somebody uh, the other day and it was asking me how should, uh, how should they deal with people that look bored during a dance? And I was wondering, you know, this, this is, this was coming from a um, follower's perspective and you're obviously a follower that leads as well. So uh, you would have seen more than me when it comes to guys looking, uh, uh, leaders looking bored. Well, I don't really see leaders looking bored bored as because most of the leads if I'm dancing as a follow the lead is kind of dictating what's happening in the dance so if they want to do more moves they have the option to do that they can guide the dance in that way Uh, if anything I see leaders look focused because perhaps let's say they're beginners and they don't have that many moves and they're really trying to nail the timing and the execution of whatever they've learned. So they're kind of in their own thoughts and in their own head when they're leading. But I would not interpret that as boredom. I would just interpret that as super focused and perhaps perhaps not as connected with me because they're thinking about what they need to do. I think from her point of view, it was maybe... Um, I can't remember exactly what the conversation was, but I think it was more like uh, maybe he's doing some simple moves or maybe it was doing complicated moves and not paying attention to to his partner, you know? Well, see, uh, but those are two different things, right? Like there's the simple moves, in which case is he bored or is he frustrated that he doesn't have more to offer? And if it's complicated moves, is that person, it's not really boredom. It's more like I have things that I want to do. It's more just self-centeredness, right? Where they're not connecting with the partner. So I don't know if that's boredom. That Again, I wouldn't interpret either of those as boredom. I mean, there are those dancers, let's say they're advanced dancers. Sometimes they're dancing with a beginner follower and they are bored because they can't do everything that they want to do to a particular song. And so you feel as a follower when you're dancing with this person that they're just like, oh, I wished I never said yes to you, but here we are. Yeah. You know, I turned the situation around and I said, what are you doing to, to better the situation? To What's your part in this dance? Because the way I see it, my objective when I dance is not to do complicated moves um, unless the music dictates it, the connection is there. I'm looking to have a good time and I'm looking to part, uh, share that good time with my partner. And uh, if I get a smile, my my personality is I, I'm into humor. I'm always telling jokes and th- this is how I am. So during the dance, 
that's what I want to do. Not verbally, even though sometimes I do verbally during the dance, but it's about enjoying that moment. So I said to her, what is your point? What do you, what do you bring to the table? And uh, why don't you show that you're enjoying yourself and maybe the partner that you're dancing with at that moment will start to feed off of you. And maybe you could take it up to the next level. I, I think I've talked about this before. One of my favorite dances with is with um, was with Andrea Stewart from the UK. We had this dance many, many years ago. And I thought I was the dog's buttocks, as they say in the UK. And I danced with her and she did something. And I was like, whoa, hold on, what was that? And then I did something extra and then she did something. It got to the point where... After the song was over, I, I went home. I didn't have, I didn't need to dance anymore. I, I felt that feeling. I felt that euphoria during the dance, and I think that is our responsibility. No matter who we dance with, whether you think that they're a good dancer or a bad dancer, whether you're a follower or a leader, I think you should be trying to share a pleasurable moment, whatever the music is. Just share that moment and try and connect with your partner somehow and go home and, and, and talk about that dance or think about that dance in, for years to come. Well, I, I would agree with that. And I think that there's a lot of followers who feel like because the dance is guided by the leader, that mm -hmm. the lead dictates the energy, the attitude, the mindset, the enjoyment of the dance in addition to dictating what moves are actually going to happen. And I think that's uh, unfortunate for a lot of followers. I too approach it obviously with that mindset of if I'm dancing with a beginner dancer and they look frustrated because they don't have other moves to offer, I try to have the most fun with that basic step and really make that eye contact and smile and laugh. If I'm dancing with a dancer who's advanced, who's got a lot of moves and there are two kind of self-focused on like, what are these moves that I want to do? I insert jokes too. You know, sometimes they are actually verbal jokes that I'll put in there, or I might even throw something extra, throw something into it where they're like, oh, it forces them to like break out of whatever path that they were on and say, hey, what's that? Kind of like what you had your experience with Andrea. And then if I'm dancing with dancers that are um, nervous, you know, I would make a mistake. I would intentionally make a mistake, apologize, laugh about it, let them come out of their shell where they feel nervous and scared that they're not delivering the best experience. And now we have kind of like a new base to work with. And, and ultimately, like I just posted this uh, the other day as real, and this was more related to beginner dancers being scared to ask other dancers, especially people that are more advanced than themselves, thinking that, shit, I don't have a lot of moves to offer. Like this person is going to be bored with this dance with me and to, to let you know that you have a lot more to offer. You know, the dance is not just about moves. The dance, actually, the moves are like 20% of the dance. The connection with your partner, the smiles, the enjoyment, the laughter, the playfulness that is the true connection of the dance. And you can have that without a lot of moves. The moves are there to accentuate and assist your connection, not replace it. So basically bring the positive part of your personalities to the dance floor. And if you can't do that, 
stay at home. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, there's one way of guaranteeing you have a good time and you enjoy yourself on the dance floor. Share this podcast. Is by... listening to past episodes where we could give you we might be sharing the best advice the advice that you needed and also if there's somebody that does look bored on the dance floor if their face says i'm bored share this podcast share the love we just want to bring positive vibes to the to the dance floor and the dance family and our dance community and and uh and we want more listeners that too and honestly you know we are at episode 150 so if you don't know yes if you don't know if this is your first time tuning in just know that we have a lot more information and the purpose of this podcast really is for us who have been in this industry for over two decades to share the things that we come across and like we've all been where you've been we both Leon and I have had those moments where we were nervous about our own level of skill. We had those moments where we advanced and maybe we thought we were the shit and got humbled uh, in some way or another. We've been in positions of dancing with dancers that are more advanced than us and less advanced than us and finding ways to adapt. And it's over these years, the reason we still have the fun that we do is because of the way we approach this dance, this connection, and that opportunity to really truly create something with another human being in such a short amount of time five minutes you know so if you are just tuning into this episode take a look at some of our past episodes there's a lot of great actionable advice in there that can help your dancing and of course obviously share this podcast and follow us on facebook and instagram at naked and counting and take a look at our own profiles at mr leon rose and at magna gopal until next time kids kids oh boy he's aging himself until next time ladies and gentlemen my elders who are listening (laughs) bye-bye